How you guys doing today? It's Jake from the Fourth Liners Podcast. I'm here with Bryce, and we're here for some more playoff hockey, which um, is honestly music to my ears. I, it's been a crazy first round so far. Um, Very good first round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't get to share our predictions for the first round um, Western Conference, but we well, great, we're going to kind of uh, dive into that this episode. But, you can um, kind of get the idea if you watched our bracket video of who we were thinking for the West. Yeah, anyways. yeah, it's pretty similar of who I was thinking. I mean, this bracket. I mean, the bracket is um, what me and Bryce kind of uh, we kind of change our minds from some teams, but not drastically. So it's not just that coming different. to a consensus because it was a shared bracket. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to agree on some things, but sometimes you got to go like, yeah, that's probably the team that will win. So. Um, we're definitely gonna dive into the Western Conference. We're gonna uh, dive into a lot of the headlines that are go- uh, going on in the NHL as well, and then some statistics, some leaders, and um, the officiating in the NHL because we all know that's a complaint that is very common, especially in the playoffs, and a lot of the comebacks that are happening in the NHL and why that's happening. So, um, was that a pretty good intro, Bryce? I you know I liked it. I know, like I usually we usually don't say what we're say we're gonna talk about before, but I feel like it might let the viewers know what we're gonna talk about. And then we're gonna talk about and- we're gonna talk about you know some of the controversies going on right now with uh with with, with some hits to the head that yes. uh were not so cute. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, let, let's talk about the West a little bit here. Um, since we didn't get to really talk about them at all in our last one. Um, I, I think we should start with Edmonton LA, man. I mean, that's been a series. Oh, yeah. Like, I swear, when you check the score for that one of those games, it's one team that's winning, like, like by a huge margin. And then you check back, the other team has made a huge comeback. You know what I mean? That has been yeah. the series. And I honestly, a few series LA- have been like that. A few have, yeah, you're right, you're right. A few series have been like that, and I don't know why that is. Like, a lot of teams are doing those late comebacks in the third period, which I think is pretty nerve-wracking and a little dangerous, but... um, Very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, why would you want to risk that? Like, that is... I mean, it it, it does, you know, have its perks. Like, you do look good when you come back in the third, but you also look really bad when you don't, right? So... Uh, it's good to get an early start on some of the goals and so then, you know, you can keep a solid lead and foundation of the game and take control. But honestly, L.A. has done very well against Edmonton and I didn't think they do as like I, I thought maybe they could compete with Edmonton. But McDavid and Drysaddle are just so good that I thought they'd I mean, they struggle did against them. Year, right. Didn't they force they, seven last year? Yeah, they forced seven. They were very close to beating them. Uh, I mean, both teams have changed since the last year, but honestly, um, a lot of the core players are still there. But I think uh, L.A. is doing a great job sticking up with McDavid. And McDavid, honestly, is not leading the league in points, and he has eight points right now. And for the amount of games that they have played, I I, I honestly, I feel like he should have got a lot more. And I'm not saying that like eight points is not great, but Rupe Hints is sitting at the top of the league with 11 points, right? Cool. So it's it's just where is what what is what's the Oilers' problem? Is it the goaltending? Like how is Stuart Skinner and Jack Campbell doing? 
because I think I, Skinner has had his moments, but yeah. I, at the end of the day, like, do I think Stuart Skinner is a cup winning goaltender? Absolutely not. I mean, you look at some of the behemoths in the East, man, with their goaltending. Like, I think I just think the factor of students Stuart Skinner versus like Allmark, Stuart Skinner versus Vasilevsky, kind of Stuart Skinner versus yeah. Shesterkin. Like, it's like how. He's yeah. not. He's not good enough. And no, he might and get he, good enough. You know, eventually. he's still young. He's still young. Right? I just don't think Stuart Skinner will ever be like an elite goalie. I'll always think. I I think he's always just going to be okay. You know what? I mean, it's very hard to predict what a goalie's career will be like, especially at the age of like what uh, is he like twenty three? Yeah, he's sure. young. Yeah, he's very young. And like a lot of goaltenders really find their place when they're like 26, 25. And it's just, a, it's a trend. I mean, unless you're like Carey Price or Marc Andre Fleury, right? But, you know. I mean, prime example would be Linus Allmark this season. I mean, yeah. Just yeah. Another, another goalie late blooming, right? And at this point, I think goalies are just, you know, I think, I think the expected prime for goalies, unless you're lucky, is always going to be like 27. Like well, that, that's when, that's when they start to really make it. I think that was the question. Was would Allmark, you know, his brilliance would it transpire to the playoffs? And people were very unsure of that because they didn't know if a good team was just in front of him or if he was a good goaltender. I mean, I think he's doing uh, great against Florida, but Florida is putting up a fight. I mean, I don't think they're an easy opponent for them. They did take one game, right? They're going to game five down three one, but. They have a possibility of coming back. You know what I mean? Like I feel Possible. like, it's... like I, yeah, like Matthew Tuchuk, he's having a great season, and he's a he's a great player, and I think he can pull something out of his sleeves with Barkov and Ekblad, and you know they they started off with the Lion guy, and I think they you know yeah it was a cool. He's been you good know, though. He's he has been good. been good, but they that was really gutsy of you know trusting him with the first few games of the playoffs. Instead what was gutsy it, was giving Bobrovsky that ten million dollar contract. I think that was that's gutsy. true. I and that I don't think they were expecting Spencer Knight to be missing. I think they maybe yeah. were going to rely on him a little bit. Unfortunately, he's uh, just taking some time off. How do we get to Florida? I thought we were talking about LA. <laughs> I don't remember, but um, <laughs> that always happens in this podcast. I swear it's okay. It's okay. It, I I just want to make sure for you know our West fans, you know that you know they they get there. They get to have their moment where we talk about them. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So Edmonton in uh, L.A. So the Oilers lead Kemp, three. Kempe's two. been good. Yeah, Kemp, Kemp, yeah. Like L.A.'s just plucky, dude. I think Corpy's been okay. Uh, better than Quick for sure. You got guys mm-hmm. like Kempe, Kopitar. Like Kopitar's got five assists, seven points. Kempe's got four goals. Like Gavrikov's a plus five. I mean, that's a great acquisition for them as well. Yeah. I just think I just think L.A. is a plucky team. You know, good systems. I mean, uh, like, you know, yeah. pr- pretty balanced, Kopitar's, pretty balanced Kopitar's roster. Doing good. The veteran, yep. you know, pretty balanced out team. roster, man. Like Corpus has got a 904 save percentage. I mean, that's not great, but what are you going to do against McDavid and dry? But, I mean, okay, Victor Arvidsson's me, how... Go ahead. Sorry, sorry, Bryce. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, uh, but, uh, you know, for me, looking at L.A., it's just a very young roster. And I don't know if that's like a Stanley Cup winning team, so. It's just hard for me to see them going through. Um, oh, me either. You know, they have some good pieces like uh, Fiala, Arvidsson, Kempe, Kopitar, uh, Fialo. 
um, the no, but they're not like, you know, that's not a Stanley Cup winning team. Yeah, they, they, need, they need their younger guys to 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 get a little bit further along. Yeah, like they were a surprising team this year. I mean, people weren't sure that they were going to make the playoffs, right? Like you look yeah. at L.A. and you think like they're that's Calgary's spot that they're in right now. Oh, for like sure. because Calgary underachieved, I think L.A. was able to solidify that playoff spot and 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 they, you know, they overachieved. Right. And so now yep. they're up against a team that I think is a cup contender. Um, it just it especially in the West, like obviously the Eastern teams are so strong, but yeah. I think L- I, or I think Edmonton definitely has a good shot of making the cup final. It's just it's just this yeah. L.A. team is plucky and surprising, and I think it's unpredictable. I think that's yeah. where it comes from. No, and I, I agree with you. Like, I think the Oilers have been in this position for a while where they want to move on to the Stanley Cup finals, right? Like, it's not like they're that, it's not like they're LA where they didn't expect to make the playoffs, but while, while they're here now, right? So they got to do something. It's, the Oilers have been preparing. On Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, they've been preparing for this, right? And it's, I mean, McDavid's not getting any younger. <laughs> like, believe it or not. Like, how, how old is McDavid? He's 26. McDavid's 26 years old, man. He's almost, that's weird. He's, he's closer to 30 than he is to 20, right? I like, don't, I don't like that. It's weird, right? It's like, how is McDavid already 26 years old? Like, I, I don't get it. I mean, Dry Saddle's 27, right? Like, they got, I mean, they, they obviously have some time and, um, you know, they have a decent team this year. Like, guys have really stepped up. Like, Evan Bouchard has stepped up in the playoffs. Hyman's been pretty decent as well. He's definitely that guy in front of the net that gets those gritty goals. I don't know. I, and Evander Kane has been pretty good too. Uh, but Bouchard I mean, you look has, at you look at those top players in Edmonton, right? You look yeah. at Drysidle, Bouchard, McDavid, Hyman, Kane, Nuge, Ekholm, Nurse. I mean, yeah. that is strong. Like what, Edmonton's top end is always loaded. The problem has always been the bottom six, you know, and the the yeah, you know the, yeah. the the top six defensemen. Like like this, I think this season is so important for Edmonton because. Yeah. You know, we're getting to the point now where, like you said, McDavid's not getting any younger. McDavid it has been in his prime now for four years. Like, yeah. they have to to make a run here. And they can't afford to lose to this L.A. team. That would be such a disappointment. Like, they yeah. can't. And, 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 like, you know, they brought in Jack Campbell, you know, who who I think they thought was going to be the guy. Like, be the guy he was in Toronto yada 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 and he hasn't been not this season he's he's played one game so far and he's got one win um with a 964 save percentage but yep. you know they're leaning on skinner because skinner's been the guy all year skinner's got an 884 save percentage bro like that is not good enough that no. is not good enough for edmonton no. edmonton needs to put away los angeles if the, my god dude if they go to a game seven watch out that could be scary for edmonton so do they do they if they move on do they face vegas uh yeah yeah they face vegas they face vegas yeah i mean honestly honestly like for edmonton i feel like vegas is less of a problem you think so it's just like teams like los angeles are just so fucking annoying like they're just (laughs) well guess they they kind of want teams like los angeles kind of like we're like oh we're not supposed to be here but We'll try our There's best. There's nothing to lose. Like, yeah, There's no pressure. Like, Screw it, right? Screw it. There's no pressure. There's pressure on Vegas. There's a ton of pressure on Vegas, right? There's no pressure on LA. 
Edmonton's not, or LA's not supposed to be here. And they're going up against McDavid. Like, like what do they have to lose? You know? Yeah. Well, right so, now, I don't know. I mean, Mark Stone has come back and he, he's a, he's more of a point per game guy, five points and four games played. So, I mean, that, that was a question for me. Would, would, Mark Stone coming from injury be able to come transfer into the playoffs and he has. Um Petro well, Angelo's let's, let's point transfer per game. over then to to Winnipeg Vegas here. I mean, I thought yeah. I thought Winnipeg was going to make the series a little bit closer than it has been. I still think it's possible. Yeah, but, like Winnipeg's not a bad team. Like don't get me wrong, but like not at all. At the same time they really dropped off near the end of the season and I mean, yeah. it hurt them where they were placed, but um, they're not a bad team. They have great pieces. I mean, Wheeler's still decent. Um, you know, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, you know, a feisty player, especially built for the playoffs, right? And, you know, more, more P- seasons, P- unfortunately, Pionk out. Been, yeah, Pionk has been really good, too. Pionk has seven points in four games. Yeah. Yeah, right. Pionk, but, but Pionk has always been a good defenseman in my eyes. Here's the problem, dude. Like, where where is Shifley? One goal? Yeah. Well, people are like, saying, like, they were talking about um, Winnipeg and they're, um, like, on Sportsnet in between in between periods. They're saying, okay, who has to step up in the in this series with uh, Winnipeg on, on Winnipeg? And I think it was Kevin Bieska, and he's like, Mark Shifley. Where is this 82-point uh, season Mark Shifley that we had that year that he was considered maybe one of the top five players in the league? Or top ten at least, and I haven't really seen that guy in a while. You know what I mean? Like it's, I, it's I, bizarre. It is because I like Mark Shifley. I think he's a great player, right? And I think he's a like he should be the next captain of the Winnipeg Jets. I don't right? think he will be. I think I think, think this gone? team gets blown up. I think this team gets blown up sooner rather than later. Maybe after this season. I don't know, but 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 the first domino to fall for me was Blake Wheeler having the captaincy stripped. Like, what the hell is going on if your captaincy is getting stripped from a competitive, like on a competitive team? This isn't like a bottom feed team where it's like, hey, you know, like we're just we're, we're, we're you know planning for the future. We want to go in a different direction. It's like, no, man, Winnipeg, Winnipeg yeah. is is a is a playoff caliber team here, and and you're stripping the captaincy from from Blake Wheeler, a guy who has five points in four games, by the way. That was weird. Like, I wonder what that was about. Like, I don't know. Like, no, it wasn't really talked about. Right? It should like, have been. It should have been. Well, what they kind of said, it was just like how Rick Bonus kind of wanted it there. He wants like a fresh start. But like, that's bullshit. You can't have a fresh start if you're keeping him. Yeah. Like, that's weird. It's weird. He's, you know, I'd be what a weird, off. what a weird message to send. Like, hey, yeah. we're a competitive team. By the way, Blake's not the captain anymore because I don't like him. And, and we're not get out there one. and win, guys. Yeah. And and to be fair, man, they had a great start to the season. Like they were they were one of the hottest teams in the league for the first half of the year. But then they had a big drought, and guys like yeah. Shifley disappeared. Guys like Morrissey man, really Shifley fell has off. One point in four games in the playoffs, and he's a that's minus a problem. One. That's a, a problem. One. And and you're looking at your another thing too is 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 Vegas is running Brassat Brassat like, yeah. like you you got Hellebuck. Yeah. yeah, like what the hell. Like, why uh, are you getting at him? Where has Quick been? Why are they not putting Quick in? I think I, he, well, I don't. I, think br- do I well. mean, Brasad's Brasad's working so far. Yeah, I know. 
I just I, I mean Hellebuck's got quick. a eight. I want to what what's Brissot stats? Because Hellebuck is rocking an eight nine five save percentage. Brissot is a well, it's a nine zero two. Well, I don't know what to tell you. It's just I don't know. I don't know. I, it's I, hard. This Winnipeg team baffles me, man. Because I look at it and I I like it. Like I I like guys like Adam Lowry. I like guys like uh. Uh, who's that other guy in their third line? Mason Appleton, you know, yeah, Morgan yeah. Barron gets his face peeled off, comes back and plays like, yeah. And crazy. That, that was crazy. eh? people are saying, oh man, God. he's the toughest hockey player in the NHL. <laughs> like that's insane, dude. Like, like you're well, literally just having your face sliced off and you come back and play. Jesus. I wonder if they told him like, dude, you can't play. And he's like, no, fuck. I want to play. Fuck. I'm you know going back mean? in. Yeah. He's but like, man, I don't, I don't care. Stitch me up. They need, <sighs> They need more contribution from their bottom six. Like they're not, they're not, they're not getting enough goals from the bottom six. Like you got yeah. Stenland. Yeah, Lowry's well, having a fucking series, bro. Four goals. I don't know where he is, plays. Probably third line, right? Well, this is the thing with Winnipeg. Honestly, I I think they're a good team, and I think they deserve they to be are. in the playoffs. But I don't think they're a Stanley Cup winning team. You can look at a team and say this is a Stanley Cup winning team, or this is not. I don't see Winnipeg as winning the cup. I just don't. There's something missing from their squad. Their decor is not strong enough. I mean, I know Poink is, uh, Pionk is ha- has a lot of points. You know what I mean? But they don't have like good, any good like uh, a top two defensemen. I think Pionk. Well, M- Morris is Pionk can a top be. two? Is Pionk? A top no, two? I think. No. Well, I think Pionk. I think Pionk is a great top four who can play top two minutes, but he needs to be playing with a top two. Like it's not. It's not yeah. him. Well. Morrissey can be that guy. Like Morrissey has been that guy. Yeah, he's he's dynamic enough. Like he's just he's hurt now. Well, he had a great. Well, yeah, he had a great season this year, right in the regular season. But Morrissey, Morrissey, um, yeah, he got hurt, and that's unfortunate for them, right? But I mean, usually when a team that is expected to win the Stanley Cup, that a guy like that go out, but there will still be another guy. I don't really see that. Unless Pionk well, is Pionk, the guy. Pionk is doing his doing the job, but I but guess yeah, he you're is. Right. I mean, I guess like, who's he the is. next man after Pionk? Like Dylan DeMello? Yeah. yeah. Can That's... this can this go into the next series where you would face maybe Edmonton and McDavid? Ah, uh, no, no, right? Like I, I just they need. I like their forward core. I don't mind it at all. I think they have depth. I think they have good top players. I mean, if Shakley can pick it up too, that'd be amazing. But. Their decor, I'm not a biggest the biggest fan of, and even Edmonton's decor is a lot better than this, right? Like, you think about it, Ekholm, yeah. um, Nurse, Bouchard, like they shut them down, and I just don't see them going far. So, but I could see Vegas going far for some um, weird reason. I, I the goalie I never, situation for them though, Vegas to me is just like I've always said, like I like where's the culture there, but. I'll just say I'll just say this about Winnipeg, and then maybe I'll transition a little well, bit over the, to Vegas just to talk about them a little bit. But well, but sorry, here's here's like, the thing with Winnipeg. Okay, go ahead. With Winnipeg, th- you have this season right, and yeah. then and then it's going to get really interesting with this team because Blake Wheeler has been stripped of the captaincy. Do you think he wants to stick around? And his contract's up this year. I'm not sure, but like, do do you think do, do you think oh. this is a do you think Blake Wheeler wants to be here for a long time? No, I I don't think so. He's 36. I mean, it could what be did, retirement did, for him. What did Pierre Luc Dubois say a couple years ago? That he wants to go to Montreal. He wants out. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, he literally do think, said, do you yeah. Think, do you think yeah. Mark Shifley is, the, is, is a player that Winnipeg, or is a guy that maybe wants to stay if a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois leaves and a guy like Blake Wheeler leaves? No. I see like I think I think Shifley is a loyal guy um, just based off like, you know, hearing things from him. I think he's a, a leader on that team, but I think for the best Shifley's of his career, 30. Shifley's yeah, 30. Exactly. I was saying the best for is his he, career. I he would gonna move. Say, he's dude. Shifley has been there for his whole career. Yeah. Like what? I mean, like, he's, done, it, 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 he's done decent. He has, and like I'm not knocking Shifley at all, but like no. Shifley is 30 now, and and honestly, I think he, he's seen the best that this team is going to to give him around yeah. him, and that was yeah. the team like a couple years ago. You know, well, it's worse now. It is worse now. Like like I'm looking, I, I, I I'm just can't see stats. Shifley. I'm looking at his stats, and like he at least. Like his lowest point total, uh, I'm not gonna count his first two because he hardly played, but his lowest point total was 34 points. But that was his third year in the NHL, and it's kind of been up from there, and then a little bit mid, and then, I mean, he's he's at least a 60 point guy. That's pretty valuable. I'm just saying, how much how much longer does Shifley want to want to want to do this? I mean, if I were him, I think the smartest move. Would to be go to a contender. Let me just look. Let me just look at the. I just want to see because this is interesting to me because. Well, like, I think Shifley. I, I just oh, think sorry. Winnipeg. Sorry, I, yeah, I, I keep getting you off. <laughs> no, it's okay. Shifley's got one more year after this one. I don't think he resigns. Honestly, Blake Wheeler's one more got year? one more year after this one. Yeah, Blake Wheeler's got one more year after this one. I don't think he resigns. Kyle Connor signed on a. Uh, okay, let me talk about this. Kyle Connor's contract is fucking amazing. He's only been getting paid seven point one million until twenty six, twenty seven. That is an asset. Okay. And I think okay. I think you I think if Winnipeg wanted to, they could move that Kyle Connor contract for a haul. Well, think think think, think about a team like Pittsburgh, like that. Yeah. That is who I think would be looking at a Kyle Connor. Nick Ehlers is hurt mm. too. He's twenty seven. I could see Dubois, I could see Shifley and Kyle Connor going over to Pittsburgh. But I don't even know how that would go. I'm I'm just saying, and th- and then you got and then you got uh, Pierre Luc Dubois. He's an RFA. They retain control, but he's gonna they they probably move him. I think yeah. if he's not gonna resign, like I'm just saying, dude, this team is probably gonna. I think it's gonna get blown up, and it's a shame it never succeeded more because I thought it was really good. Yeah. It just they could yeah. just never get it to come together. There was there was a there was one year where they did really well, and I thought maybe that was the season, but you know, yeah. Um, it sucks. It sucks t- for them. I think we talked. I think we talked about Winnipeg a little bit. Yeah, too long here. Uh, do you want to look at Vegas just briefly, just kind of see what their stats are like? I kind of looked at them. Um, you know, th- they're not doing too bad. Like Chandler Stevenson, man, that that guy is so Un- underrated. underrated. It's underrated. Holy so underrated. shit, man! He has six points in four games. Like holy, like man, he's almost nobody much- talks about like, that guy. Like what the hell? What the hell, man? Where like where did he came from Washington, right? Like in Washington's probably yeah. like shit. Right? We gave him up. I mean, and then Mark Stone comes out of injury with five points in four games. William Carlson's coming back for resurgence, four points in four games. Jack Eichel. He's always good in the playoffs. Four, oh yeah. I think, you know, he's a performer, right? Like he uh, some players do better in high pressure moments, so and are built for the playoffs. Um Jack Eichel, this is his first ever playoffs, right? 
four points in four games. So it's good that yeah. he's adapted. And he was the lead, he was their point leader this year with like 66 points, right? Um, yeah. Another big factor, Petriano. Who was their point leader? Jack Eichel. How many points? I think it was like 66. Am I wrong? What the hell? How did, why did, okay, they're just deep. Yeah. So that's, that, that's a clear sign of a little bit of a clear sign of a championship winning team that it's not just one player. There's a lot of players that can score on that team. Oh, and put man. Up points. I, I still think, though, to be a championship winning team, you have to have that guy. You don't think they have a guy? You don't think Eichel's a guy anymore or Stone? Well, like, okay, Eichel's point per game, yeah. But, like, that, look at, look at Robertson. Look at Kucherov. Yeah. Look at Marner. Look at, yeah. I know they're not in the playoffs. Look at Pedersen. Like, like Vegas does not have that guy. I mean, Jack Eichel maybe could be that guy if he turns it up. Yeah. But, like, well... I don't think they have that young guy anymore. Like that, that holy grail. They don't really have a holy grail. You know what I mean? Like say, no. I mean, I maybe, maybe he was, he was hurt, right? Coming into the year. Like maybe next year, Jack Eichel explodes for 120 points. Yeah. I mean, that's, oh yeah. That's possible. That's possible. Well, so this is his first year coming from the hip surgery. So yeah. that's pretty impressive. If, if he's coming off a hip surgery or even not playing for the longest time. So, they're just a really deep you know now that i look at the roster i mean it's a little bit deeper than than maybe i thought it was like i they're just such a finicky team with all the big moves they make moving out assets to bring in big names and i i always think they fall a little bit flat they have two times stanley cup champion phil the thrill kessel i don't know that's may say it all right there phil the thrill my god they're they're gonna win Win yeah, cup. I mean they, they got a vet they got a vet on the team. I mean he's he has two points in four games. I don't know. Yeah. The big question mark for them is gonna be Brissot, you know, because at yeah. this rate, I'm I'm figuring it's gonna be Vegas Edmonton second round. Uh, you know, is that guy gonna gonna be okay well, when McDavid and Drysaddle are coming down the wing? I don't know. That's the thing. That's all like, why haven't they given Quick a chance? Because I think Quick is really kind of pissed well, off at to? LA. I don't do think they need, they need to? to, but I think he'd play well. I, I mean, they're winning. If you don't, if it's not broken, don't fix it. But I mean, I would have liked to see Quick because I think Quick. I mean, if you, if uh, Brissot ends up having struggles, put him in because I think he's wants revenge yeah. right now. And imagine What's if he faces happen? LA next. I mean, imagine if LA wins and they, it's Vegas well, versus would, LA. That would be absolutely unreal. I think realistically they go up against Edmonton and and I think the only yeah. way Quick is going to see game time is if Brissot shits the bad game one and two and then they play yeah. Quick. Very true. But um, yeah, uh, interesting series. I'm, you know, I think Vegas is kind of the clear-cut answer here unless the Jets can find something that I don't think they've had in yeah. a couple seasons. Yeah. Um, Anyways. We can go into the Stars Wild. Yeah, so... I'll be honest with you, haven't watched any games from the series. I've watched some highlights. I know that that the biggest controversy was Minnesota wins game one with Gustafson and Nett, and then they put in Flurry for game two, and it all kind of jumped off the rails there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I kind of like, well, we were kind of talking about before the podcast about the series. Like, I honestly didn't, I haven't really found it a game to watch. You know what I mean? Like, really interesting. I mean, like, I, I, I do like Dallas, but I'm not a really big fan of Minnesota. And I'm not surprised the Stars are leading this series. Um, they just have stronger pieces, better built team. And I well, think I've, they, I've already identified the problem. What? 
Kirill Kaprizov has one point in five games. Are you serious? Yep. That's unacceptable. One, one goal, man. That's your guy. <laughs> that can't be right. Like that's that's bad. That's really that's bad. That's not good. That's not good. I mean, like I don't know. That... Maybe goalie diff. Like fucking Ottinger on the other end there is just. So I wonder good. what the problem. Why he only has one point. Like I just I'll look. It's just the continuation of the trend with Minnesota. They're the Minnesota mild. Like they just yeah. They have they always have great pieces, but they just don't have the stuff to get them over the top. I mean, yeah, they have Kaprizov, well, right? But like, who's he playing with? Uh, probably not guys that he should be. You know what I mean? That well, are half well, his talent. I mean, Zuccarello. I mean, like, Zuccarello's a good well. player, but like, but like Zuccarello is not going to enable Capri. Like, who's Kaprizov's no. center? Ryan Hartman. Probably. Like, who is it? It's probably Hartman. Well, yeah, but like, yeah, but Ryan Hartman is not. I'm sorry, but Ryan Hartman shouldn't be your leading scorer. No, it's he's a weird. Great, he's a good player, but he must be getting a lot of minutes too. I mean, I think the re- oh, I mean Erickson Eck. I th- I don't know if oh. he's yeah. That's the problem oh, there the- too. He's only yeah, played I didn't one see game him on the list. Oh well, that's a big. He's problem. injured. He must be injured. Yeah. So I I team. I don't know if he's coming back. Um, do they play tonight? They play uh, no, tomorrow? they played last night. Oh, Here's okay. the lines. Uh, Kaprizov, Hartman, Zuccarello. Not a bad top line. It would look no. a lot better with Eriksson Ek. Oh, yeah. Um, right? And your second line is Marcus uh, Johansson, Frederick yeah. Goudreau, and Matt Boldy. I mean, you you drop Hartman down to that line. That's better. Like, yeah. it's just the depth right now. You have Sam Steele, who... Willie Woney, get good. I mean, I think Boldy's got potential. He shoots a lot. Mm. It's tough. Uh, they got decent, like great. Their second pairing is fucking really good. Jonas Brodeen, Matt Dumba. They got Klingberg. Totally forgot about that. Yeah, like, see the thing with Minnesota is what kind of um, I think has really screwed them for not being so prepared of having those guys play with Kaprasov is that they really screwed up when they bought out Parise and Suter. And yep. I think that made them not be able to get those, like, you know, like, say, like, who can you compare it to? Um, Crosby playing with, um, I guess Crosby, ha- uh, like, Gensel, right? Like, Gensel and Crosby, you know, or a guy like Matthews and Marner, right? It's it's hard to do that when you're very restricted on the cap. And I think that's their problem and that's why they really don't have a first line center ryan hartman's not a first line center i don't I care Ericssonek can be but but ericksonek i see more of a second like, liner yeah he's not like a big scorer you know no. like he he does score but like ericksonek is like strikes me as like a, a Pedersen light you know like Pedersen without the scoring like he's i think yeah. he's a very strong two-way right yeah I think so too. I, I might be totally wrong. I haven't watched that much Ericsson Eck, but you know, on fantasy hockey, he's always got blocks and hits. Like I think Ericsson Eck is a strong two way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that helps Kaprizov. I think Kaprizov needs a dynamic center who who can create yeah. space and just, find him. Man, just pass on the puck. I mean, I well, I, I know well, Kaprizov can Kaprizov can obviously pass the puck too. But man, he has a shot. So like, yeah, you need a guy that's like just is good. Up. I yeah. don't mind Zuccarello on that top line. He's older though, it. right? He's older. He's That's not fine as... though. Like, yeah. Like I think Zuccarello does the dirty work on the on the line. Like I yeah. think Zuccarello is, and and he's a threat. 
Like he can, he's a good shooter. He's got good vision. He's a good player, but yeah, they need that dynamic center. Ryan Hartman's not that. Ryan Hartman's a good player. I mean, I think ideally on a Stanley Cup winning team, Ryan Hartman's probably your third line center. Yeah, with two yeah. pretty good wingers. Yeah. No, yeah, he's he, he's good though. He always plays up. Like he punches above he's his a weight. Role I'm not player. On, he's a role player. I'm not. I'm not shitting on Ryan Hartman because he had a great year last season. I like season. him. I like Ryan Hartman. I, I he, don't think he's a bad know, player at all. He's inserted into this into this position, and it's probably not the best thing for him. But he but he plays up to it. I just think your team is stronger if he doesn't have to to, to play those minutes. Like put him yeah. even on the second line. You know, Hartman with with Boldy on the second line would probably be pretty sick. Yeah, like yeah, they it, they need that center. It, it's a mild team. The only real real scoring threat to me is Kaprizov. But he has like some elite. Been there. Yeah, and he's not been there, man. And I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's Dallas shutting him down. And that's Dallas really playing be. him hard. Yeah, I th- it probably is. But Dallas is a team that could I could see going to the finals, honestly. Um, yeah, but no, I, I think I think so, too. The way I can I, I look at Minnesota is it's kind of like L.A. Like, are they supposed to be in the playoffs or you no? Know, I, I disagree. I, I think they're fundamentally pretty different. Yeah, I think Minnesota. I think Minnesota is a strong, like, well balanced team with like a lot of great role players, but yeah. they're lacking the another guy that can score like Kaprizov. I think. I think where LA differs is LA is a young, up and coming team mm, with right, with a right, lot yeah. of a lot of like dynamic kind of elements to them. Yeah. Minnesota is is more to me like a system team. Yep. Yeah, they definitely have a system where they have a lot of role players instead of star players and they have a specific kind of system of how they want them to play. Um and you know what? Like it's worked for some games for them. It's not, it, but well, they, some they games were so good to end the season, bro. They were yeah. so good to end the season. Yeah. So, I don't know. I I mean, I I just see Dallas coming out there and I think Dallas is it could be a favorite. I just want to take a look at Dallas here because we got it. We got to talk about uh, who uh, we think Seattle, is now probably oh. the most underrated player in the league. Okay. What we, we want to talk about? Who's that? Who do you think? R- Rupa Hints. Oh yeah, I thought you. I thought you just wanted to randomly talk about that. I was like, oh, that was pretty random. But well, okay. no, they're, they're well, they're playing against Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I didn't realize that. <laughs> no, but yeah, Rupa um, Hints, man, unreal. Um, leading the league in playoff points 11 points in five games that's yeah, ridiculous he's, he's beating mcdavid in points like that's hard to do that's really hard to and dry saddle that's really hard to do and matthews and barner like that's hard to do <laughs> right so 11 points in five games that's kind of like insane for how young he is too and um but it's well deserved like he's a great player and has been underrated for so long like bryce compared him to Barkov, right? A lot of people underrated Barkov, and he's. I do you think he's still underrated? No, no. I think I think he's been so touted as underrated. He's probably rated correctly now. Yeah, yeah. I would hope so. Um, but then Robertson, it's not. He's just not a playoff guy. He's. I mean, sorry. He's not just just a season guy, but he's also a playoff guy too, with six points and five games played. I mean, Heiskinen uh, holding up that blue line, six points, five game. But really, two big factors there. So I want to point out Tyler Sagan, Jamie Ben, and Evgeny Dadanov. So Tyler Sagan, 
um, has five points in five games. Ben has four points in five games. Dadunov has three points in five games. And those are three veterans that maybe have struggled in the past. But now they're having a great season. And this is what Dallas needs. That needs their veterans to come up and get points too, right? And I'm glad that they're performing. Because, I mean, Ben and Sagan aren't getting older either, right? We're talking about McDavid at 26. Ben is, I mean, uh, Tyler Sagan's 31. And Jamie Ben's uh, 33. So they're definitely mm-hmm. not going to be there for much longer either. But... I think they have a big open window to the Stanley Cup Finals. I don't know. It, it, it depends if they can beat the teams in the second round in the conference finals, but they definitely have a good chance of beating the uh, Minnesota Wild, in my opinion. Another big factor, too, is they have not had Joe Pavelski. I think he's close to oh, coming really? back. I did not Yeah, know he's that. only played one game. Yeah, he's oh, only yeah, that game. was that nasty hit. Yeah. So Who did that I, nasty I think, hit? Who, what happened I think there? he... Um, he got hurt. Um, who hit him? Oh, was someone. it? Who was it? I'm trying to. Think I can't of, remember. It was pretty dirty, and he was he was hurt from it. Um, was it Dumba or something? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, Dumba. It was Dumba. It was Dumba. Yep. Yeah. And so Pavelski's been hurt. I I think he's close to returning, but like they haven't even had him, and he's arguably their third best player, fourth best player. Yeah. So he's unreal. He's unreal. He's he's so good. So always every you know, year. You look at you look at what Dallas is doing right now. They're beating Minnesota. I think a series is what three to two. So yeah. I think I think Dallas moves on. I think they get Pavelski back, and I think this team is is absolutely poised to make it to the Western Conference Finals. Yep. I I I don't I don't see how who would who would they be up against? They'd be up against uh, either Seattle or Colorado. Yeah. who are in a pretty tight series themselves and yeah. Colorado's look lackluster and Seattle is surprising, but I don't think a true threat to a team like uh, Dallas because, because Colorado has been wishwash all year. Colorado yeah. has never st- struck me this season as a, as a very dangerous team. They have their moments, but they've been slumping like a lot and they've yeah. had their injuries. Well, I think that's the, the one big thing here. The highlight is, their injuries right they're obviously not a full force team with their injuries i mean we talked about gorgiev being good this season um but you know that's always the case with colorado where they get any goalie and kind of make him good because of the yep. team so good in front of him grubauer um, says thank you for the contract yeah grubauer who's playing um, him right now they're oh my god what a story yeah right? playing against them right now yeah and i mean yeah it's funny remember when he it's like screw it, I'm going to Seattle. You know they're paying me, they're paying me bank. But I mean, you see it with Kemper too, right? Kemper's had, got a big contract, and uh, he wasn't as good on Colorado. Washington and goalies paid. Yeah, yeah. but um, so let's look at uh, let's 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 take a look at that series. So yeah, we're both saying Dallas probably continues on, and I yeah. I think Dallas beats either one of these teams in the next uh, matchup here. But we can we can kind of talk about them. Yeah, well, honestly, like. I've been looking at the Seattle and Colorado series and I've had a feeling all like even before the playoffs started that Seattle might come through and you picked them in the bracket. I did pick them in the bracket. And the reason for a little bit of the reason for it is that, you know, that, you know, remember Vegas, their first season and they made it to the Stanley Cup finals. And I honestly think a big part of that is trying. It's like the adrenaline that you get from trying to prove something. 
and they're a new team in the NHL and they're excited, right? Like this, they're having success for the first time and they made the playoffs for the first time. They won their first ever playoff game like ever in, in game one. And that's pretty impressive. So they're probably like, holy shit, we're starting to be good. And they're getting off that high of being good. And I just think, you know, that might overpower Colorado. Colorado might be like, oh, yeah, you know, we already have this. We're a Stanley Cup champ. A little but surprise. A little surprise. Yeah, exactly. Wouldn't that make sense? Yeah. Looking looking at the stats, it, to me, uh, Colorado's got... Um, Colorado's got some more guys at the top end. Like they got a lot of guys with four points. Ranton's mm-hmm. leading the team with six. Seattle's got a lot more contributors. They have a lot more players with one and two points. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. Like, I mean, Justin Schultz is kind of resurging a little bit here. He's got five points in four games. I mean, Jaden Schwartz is a guy that a lot. Yeah, Jaden Schwartz is a guy a lot of people forgot about. He's having a good series point per game. Yanni Gord. I mean, that guy knows how to win. Alex yep. Wenberg, you know, the, I think they need more from guys like Bjorkstrand. Yeah. Like I remember like he, he is a good player. It's not like he's bad. Ben years is a minus three with one goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jared McCann uh, only has one point. And, and I mean, we can talk about that Makar hit, which was pretty bad. I didn't really see it. I, I kind of want to watch the video live here for you. Watch guys. it. Watch it right now. Yeah, it's dude. It's not a good hit. Essentially, what happens is is the puck goes up out of play. Makar and McCann are skating into the corner, and Makar just buries McCann, like well after the play is dead. Now Makar claims that he didn't know the play was the the puck went out of play, but to me, to me, it just seemed like a frustration thing, like. Oh McCart. yeah! Oh my God! That was such a ch- man. Honestly, that <laughs> a little immature by Makar, and I'm surprised to see that from him. It's it's got to be a frustration thing because like I, I don't yeah. care if he claims he didn't know the puck went out of play. Like he didn't go into that corner to me as if he thought play was still on. He drifted into that corner and just buried McCann's head. Like I don't. Well, if I'm I don't looking get at that. it correctly. I think he looked back at the puck in the net. No. You think so? Mm, I'm, I'm trying to replay it. Knew, whether or not he knew, it was still a shitty hit. Like, like first of oh, all, the, he maybe not have known, but yeah, it was still kind of like. Okay, but even hell? so, where's the puck? Where's the puck? Not with them. He knew that. Yeah. He knew that, and then he just buries McCann's head. Like, I don't know, man. I think Colorado's really frustrated. Really frustrated yeah, by the Seattle well, team. Well, they probably thought, well, maybe this is a sweep for us, right? Like, uh, their second year in the NHL. They haven't been able to get anything going this season. Yeah. You know, so it's it's probably been a nightmare year for them. They're the cup defending cup champions. They probably think they should be better. They should be better. I agree. Yeah. And and nothing's been going right. And now this playoff series isn't going right. So you know, stupid decisions like that are going to happen. And that's what McCarr did. I mean, overall, like I think. It it series is what two two. It could go either way. Honestly, I don't have a, I don't have an opinion on it. It could go either way. It could. It like honestly. So the the two things that would probably affect these two teams is I want to say. I mean, McCarr being out. Like I don't. How long he's suspended, he suspended for one one game. Yep. Oh, so this this game coming up. Yep. No. So no yeah. McCarr. No McCarr. 
um, for a game that will determine who has the lead in the series, which is pretty dangerous. Um, and, you know, the fact that I think Colorado has dealt with injuries as well. Um, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if everyone's back. They might be. Oh, Landis Cog's hurt. Obviously. Yeah, Landis Cog's out. That's a big player. That's your captain, man. So let me look at their injuries. Let's see. I'm looking at the IR. So Jack Johnson day to day, Darren Helm day to day. I mean, those are two good role players. You don't want to be missing. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I mean, they might be back. It's his return April 25th. Nichushkin is out. Oh, for a personal I, reason. Really? Okay. I didn't know. What? That. What is that? I that has not been in the headlines, which is interesting. I have not seen that. Hold on. Know. Is this wrong? Is this wrong? Maybe. Valerie Nachushkin has left the Colorado Avalanche due to personal reasons. This was on this was four days ago. Really? So this is recent. He has gone to the airport and is no longer in Seattle. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, wait, yeah. Wait, oh, wait, yeah. Wait, this wait. is I, there's an article four hours ago. Why Avalanche forward Valerie Nachushkin has stepped away from the team during the NHL playoffs. Oh, that's so bad. That is so bad because he's a guy. He's a guy that that they need him in the top six with that Landis Cog injury. I don't know. I don't know what the personal injury is. Okay, like let's actually let's pump the brakes a little bit. This it could be it could be serious. Like it could be a relative is dying or something. We don't know that. Yeah, it, it's hard um, to tell. It's it, oh, it says it, it's not a legal issue. Um, yeah, I think they're still in I, contact. I, like he's still on the team. He's still in the at team. the end of the day, at the end of the day, massive effing loss for them. Yeah. Uh, a guy that That's they rough. need. That's rough. Like, um, Bakar, Landeskog, and Nachushkin. Helm, that. Jack Johnson, all important players. All important. I don't know. Seattle might, might have this one in favor. And I think if Grubauer can play good still, I don't know. It might be, might yep, be the Helm series handed to, uh, Man, and you know Helm what hasn't played since the 20th? No, like some people probably thought that Seattle, um, that Colorado was going to sweep Seattle. I don't that that clearly is has not been the case. This, and it will this never team be has just been too much of a shit show this season to be able to sweep Seattle. And it, Seattle's you know taking what? advantage of it. You know, what? it's hard to recover after winning a Stanley Cup because you got to you got to get rid of some guys because some guys are going to want more money. Right. As some players did. And. And uh, it's hard to keep the whole squad, and uh, it's a hard season after winning the cup. I want to say, you know what I mean. It's one of the biggest downfalls of cup winning teams is trying to keep the band together, trying to keep the band together because they found something that worked, right? Yeah, but maybe maybe the right decision is to let guys go, you know, and and team. But teams who win the cup say we won the cup, we want to keep everybody together, and so, and that I think is what screws a lot of teams is they make bad choices with contracts because it's cup winning team, you're all fucking happy, but. You know, you, you screw yourself by making decisions that are that are kind of blinded a little bit by the the glee of winning the cup. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Colorado's made that choice, but you know, it's been a bad season. It, it has not been a good season for them at all. No, they've struggled. Definitely struggled. Um, Anyways, game game five is tonight. So yeah, watch that nine thirty. So we're at forty seven minutes. Um. I think we can reach back over to the East here and maybe talk okay. about that bunting thing because that okay. I think was a pretty big deal. So yeah. I'll, I'll just say, I'll say my, my piece on it first. Um, and then you can talk about it as a leaf fan. Okay. Um, that hit 
was and I saw a lot of people online saying it wasn't a bad hit. That was a fucking horrendous hit. The yep. puck is nowhere near them. He lifts himself up into Cernak's head and and just fucking lambastes him. That and that's bunting. That is bunting losing his effing mind because that that game like that was the game the Leafs lost. So mm-hmm. at that point in time, the Leafs had a little bit of momentum, and Bunting just goes out there and does that shit. I mean, the guy's unhinged, bro. And 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 it, the proof is in the pudding because he's back from the suspension now, but he he practiced on no lines today. He, they're not playing him because they they're know not, he's no, unhinged. He scratched. He scratched. Yeah. He's done. Like that is some of the. That is such a dumb thing to do. Like when the puck is nowhere near you, and you just want to lay a guy out in the head. What is, like what is going through your mind? Like, I don't get. Oh, there's all this sympathy for Bunting, where it's like, oh, the refs treat him unfairly. It's like, bro, the guy's a flopper. The guy's a pest. He says a lot of stupid shit, and he does stupid shit like that. That anybody who defended that hit, fucking moron, bro. You don't. You yeah. obviously don't give a shit about player safety. Because blindsiding somebody in the head like that is dangerous. And now it's a major contributing factor because he's out, right? Cernak hasn't played since then, yep. right? Yep. Huge piece to Tampa Bay's defense. Huge yep. piece. And and part of the part of the problem right now with Tampa is, is point shots. Point shots are just getting through to Vasilevsky. There's a ton of traffic, a ton of tips. A guy like Cernak is somebody who who helps clear those lanes for Vasi to be able to see the puck. And because Bunting wants to go and do some dumb shit, now Tampa Bay is is effed because they haven't had Hedman either, right? Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, they they did problem. last they did last game they did last game they did last game. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's back. Well, still, a couple games there. No, no Hedman, no Cernak. Those are your two best defensemen, I guess, besides Sirkachev. That's problematic, dude. That's that's a bad hit. A bad hit. Do you want to hear my point of view? Yes. So honestly, I really I agree with you a lot, right? Like, in my opinion, I don't think Matthew F. Matthew. Oh my god, I don't think Michael Bunting will be on the Leafs next season. Probably not. Um, I think he. Is gone. I think maybe they're looking into Matthew Nyes a lot more. Um, they're investing a who, lot into him. Who I will say, by the way, as a not as somebody who who cheers against the Leafs because of a multitude of reasons, Matthew Nyes has been so impressive. Yes, and, and he was a he was a guy who, granted, the the points aren't really there yet. Um, he, but but he's always noticeable. He's he has, he was, he's only he, played three NHL regular season games. So he's I, I, new I at know, this. I know, yeah, I know. I know. But I'm I'm still. It's not like he's come in here and like you know, lit it up like a lot yeah. of people yeah. were saying. Oh he would. yeah. But but I I ragged on him because I I thought he was going to be like I look at high end college players like I put no stake in the Hobie Baker because guys like Jimmy VC won the Hobie Baker. Adam yeah. Goddard won the Hobie Baker. Hobie Baker. Like, I don't give a fuck about the Hobie Baker. That trophy no. means nothing when it comes to translating into the NHL. So I looked at Nines and all this hype, and I said, guys, like, he's probably a B-tier prospect. Like, I know the Leafs haven't really had a high-end prospect in a long time. So all the Leaf fans kind of latched on to this guy. But he's really impressed me. I And like I said, very noticeable 
I, I think he's an important part of the team. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I, I think the NCAA has done a great job at producing players like that, right? Like, I I yeah. think they, they're they preparing players more for the NHL than, um, say, the OHL has. And I don't think that's unfair to say. I think that's pretty accurate, honestly. Look how many players are coming out of college. And not just American players. Like, Canadian players are going over to the States and playing, right? Like, yep. um, look at Jamie. Jamie's a, a, a Canadian playing there in the states and i'm pretty sure he has canadian teammates right uh, so fantilly is, yeah fantilly's canadian right so yeah i think matthew nice has really i can see you can tell he's college hockey like because of the style he plays um it's very energetic um a little it's a little chippy but he's also in the right places and that he needs to be and you can tell that that's what he's done to get success and I don't think he's a sore thumb out there. I think he's gotten some assists as well, which it's pretty cool for him. And he's really new at this, right? He's he's just a kid, and and um, I'm pretty sure he's an O2, which is crazy. Um, yeah, being in the NHL, but what do you? He doesn't look small. He doesn't look small. What do you? Eh? What do you? What do you project them as? Like, what do you? What do you think his ceiling is? Is as an NHL player? Well, I see. I kind of think he's unpredictable. I think he. Can either be really, really good or maybe mediocre. I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's a bad player, but I think he may be mediocre, which is okay. As uh, He definitely could be a rule guy. Like Le- the Leafs have a lot of rule guys, right? Like that's what they thrive off sometimes. And there's always like, say, Jan Kruk, right? Like look at him. You play with him, right, guys? He's going to get a lot of points during the season, right? But I think Nyes could, <laughs> I don't know if he will be a superstar. But I guess you never know. Like you look at some players, right? You like just never know. Like Tage I Thompson. Right? I, I like, definitely don't think he'll ever be a star. No. But I could maybe see him being like a Raquel. Yeah. Or or I mean, maybe at absolute best case scenario, an Oshi. Yeah, you know, those are those are valuable players. And Oshi Very was a valuable players. a valuable guy to have him in a playoff run, right? So I mean, he's he's competed with the tough Tampa Bay Lightning team, which is pretty awesome. And um, I just I, I like him. I like him. And I, I going back to bunting because we kind of ventured off from that. But um, going back to bunting, but I think he could easily they could easily you know shape his game and like practice with him a little more and like get a season out of him and see how you do next season instead of bunting. Bunting just that hit. I, I was having trouble understanding why he did it. You know what I mean? I was like, why? Why? What was the point of that? And I and I was like, at first, I was like, wait, what happened? What the hell happened? And then they showed the replay. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so bad. That is so bad. Literally hit his head. That's basically all he hit. The guy didn't even have the puck, did he? I don't think he had the no, puck. No, it was nowhere near. Nowhere near. And so... It was an absolutely unhinged hit, and I agree. Well, I don't think Bunting plays the Leafs next year, and I think I think that hit probably cost him a couple million dollars on his next salary wherever he goes. Well, think about people are comparing him to the to Kadri, but Kadri's like, "Yo, leave me out of this, man." He tweeted that. Well, Kadri, well, Kadri, Kadri at least was was pretty talented. I don't yeah. like Bunting is just a well. Bunting can put a, up points, right? But he's obviously playing with he, like, he, good well, players. He can put up, yeah, he can put up points playing with Matthews. I could put up points playing with Matthews, and I could yeah. barely fucking skate. So, yeah. 
I mean, he's not a bad guy. Yeah. He's not a bad player, but I think he need, if he wants to come back on the team, he needs to calm down. Nah, because you gone, can be bro. gritty. He you gone. can be gritty, but not dirty. Right? There's a he difference. Gone. He's going. Yeah. He's going to oh, go yeah. to a. He's going to go to a team that you know needs Tampa Bay. Uh, that that type of. <laughs> imagine. Um, he Three first to, round picks to, too. Three first round picks. He'll go to a contender for like a, not very much money because, like I said, I think he screwed himself out of money. Yeah. With that hit. Um, yeah. No one wants that. No one wants. That. I mean, no. So, somebody will take that just for not. Just for not. Well, no one wants to lose a, a game. A game one. A big. What's he getting paid right one? now? He's getting paid. Is it like two bill? Let me look. I know his contract's up. I think his contract's up. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, sorry. Where is he? Bunting, bunting, bunting. Let me see his stats here. Yeah. So sixty-three points last year, forty-three points this year, or forty-nine points this year. Obviously, that's a big step down. I think maybe you could assume that with the right players, Bunting could be a consistent 50-point guy. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, he was playing with Matthews. Like, I, I don't know. I think Bunting probably, like, goes out there and gets... Uh... Well, Hold on. the thing is, I didn't think... So, it, it maybe would have played out differently. Not really, but, like, the way we, we perceived it uh, if he kind of like admitted to it, you know what I mean? He kind of like was reacting like, what the hell? Like that, that's not a penalty, blah, blah, blah. But like, even if it was like a little accidental, it looked bad. Like he had to admit that looked terrible. Like, yes, it was a completely on purpose. He knew what he was doing. Like that was to the head. And you know what? It, 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 it probably stemmed from because Cernak right before that hit him. You know what I mean? And I think that was the problem. And he came back at him. So, I think Bunton goes to free agency and probably get. He's getting nine hundred and fifty thousand right now. He probably gets like maybe two mil on a on a contender who wants that spice. Yeah, but yeah, well, they're obviously gonna have to talk. Have, have to have a talk with him. You know, no taking five minute majors. Yeah, that's, in that's, the playoffs, please, for no reason. Yeah, you can't do that. That just destroys your team, leaves them out to dry. And I mean, they're they're they've done well without him. So I don't think they really like. It doesn't really hurt them not having him, and you know he's paying. Well, well, he's paying Nyes for his crime, that, and he's doing his time. Nice is nice has absolutely come in and surpassed him, like as an yeah. impact player. Yeah, you know, and he's like I. He seems like he's comfortable. And, and the one other thing I wanted to mention about Nice was that he doesn't. He's not really small or anything. He's built like an NHL hockey player, which is yeah. awesome, right? Like yeah. usually you get those guys coming from college. They're not as built. But, you know, he looks like he is not a guy that you could easily just hit. You know, you maybe, maybe hurt yourself, maybe hitting him a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I like yeah, the it's not, of him. it's not small. No. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of that series plays out. Um, to briefly summarize, I know the Islanders beat Carolina last night. Carolina is in trouble, I think, not having Tara Vinan or Svechnikov. They're going to need to find some offense from guys like Seth Jarvis. Yeah, uh, I think the Panthers and Bruins are playing right now. The Panthers are uh, playing for their lives because I think it is an elimination game. Go Panthers! And what's the other series? Uh, it is Colorado, Seattle. No, in the East. Uh... Oh my God! In the East? Oh, Carolina no, no, oh, no. Islanders. Yeah, we oh, we got them all. We got them all. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Uh, I'm enjoying the playoffs a lot. I've been watching a lot of it. I'll be definitely watching the Leafs 
tomorrow and I will not be betting on Tampa again because fuck that. So that's that's all from me, buddy. Uh, no, do it. You know what? Maybe maybe that's why the Leafs are winning because you're betting on Tampa. <laughs> oh, probably. You're welcome. Keep betting on Tampa. You're a good man. You're good. Uh, anyways, um, guys, uh, it's been a great episode. We hope you're all enjoying the playoffs. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, where we just uploaded our bracket video a few days ago. If you want to kind of go back and retrospectively look at our our 100% accurate takes because we're never wrong. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm never wrong, dude. Matthew Nyes is not going to be anything significant ever. Uh, yeah, he's, so me better than McDavid. So I don't know, dude. If the Leafs make it to the second round, I'm going to actually blow my brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can only pray and really hope. I don't want to jinx them, so I'm not going to say anything about them. Yeah, the Leafs are going to win 100, percent bro. It's going to be so easy, uh, dude. They're going to go into the next game. They're going into the next game. And they're just going to crush Tampa, man. It's going to be uh, crushing them. Tampa is done. There's no chance. All right, dude. check like, us Tampa out on Bay. Spotify and Apple Podcasts. <laughs> no, fuck that. No. <laughs> I don't, man. I don't want to say anything and jinx it. This is, uh, it's too nerve-wracking. Dude, dude, Jake, it's different this year, bro. Yeah. They have it. They might, they might just do it. I don't know. They have to. They <laughs> fucking have to, man. I gotta go insane uh, because of this team. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, that's it for me. We appreciate everything, guys. Uh, you're good, right? I mean, just check us out. Uh, everything's linked below. This will be out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I hope you guys like the video too as well. We uploaded the video on Spotify, which was the first time we had it. And uh, I think it's pretty cool, a little visual thing. And also guys, if you're interested in being more interactive with our Spotify, there is, I put it, I put a question on a Q&A on every um, podcast now and I put a poll. So go ahead if you like just voting and stuff or have a question um, or answering the question. Uh, go go ahead it'll be probably somewhere linked to this episode and you know just have fun with it i i, I think that's a cool little feature that spotify is doing so go ahead and do that and i appreciate you guys listening and that's it for me price thank you guys so much we'll see you in the next episode peace <laughs>